Welcome to Down the Garden Path Podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Shaw, and I'm kicking off this new season of Down the Garden Path Podcast by releasing some new episodes of vintage radio shows from my past. I know you're going to enjoy them, so stay tuned and have a listen. We're excited to talk about water features and ponds once again with Ernest Williams from Aquascape. And uh, we're very happy that uh, he came back for a part two because I think it's a timely topic. Don't you think, Matt? Yeah, it's very timely. Yeah. So Ernest is going to join us today. And uh, Ernest has been with Aquascape for, I believe, it's this 17 years plus. He's a, a provincial rep around the GTA area. And uh, he helps us all with our ponds and pond technology and keeps us all on the right track and provides some wonderful product for our homeowners and contractors. And all of Ontario, because he's here, he's tuning in from uh, joining us live from Ottawa. Live from Ottawa. Welcome to the show, Ernest. (laughs) Glad to be here. Thanks for letting me on again. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I think it's a, how's the season started for you? Has it gone well? It is rolling already. Yeah, no, we're, um, a lot of product is, is out there. Uh, folks are chopping at the bit to get it in the ground. Mm-hmm. Some are kind of, especially around here in the Ottawa area, kind of holding, holding their breath while uh, everything else dries up. But uh, yeah. it's, yeah. Uh, it's pretty wet out here right now. Is but, it? Uh, did did are, they really get snow? They sure did. Yes, there was. I have some pictures I was sending the office today of uh, <laughs> snow on my car and on the trees oh. as I was driving around. But, oh my yeah. goodness! But, it didn't uh, stay though, it, right? It's not. It's it still didn't the... stay. Nothing okay. stick on the ground. Phew. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's been it's yeah, it's, it's been a good season. There's a lot of uh, a lot of landscapers that are uh, interested in in adding water features to what they offer, and uh, a lot of customers, a lot of you know, homeowners that want to. We like to say, you know, get their get their feet wet, if you will, and uh, put in a water feature. I know at the garden center, I'm ready to place a nice big new aquascape order. A lot of people are looking for water basins and liner yeah. and pumps and all sorts of fun accessories. All right. You can interrupt this call anytime for that. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Just what you like to hear, right, Ernest? Yeah, exactly. No, it is, it's neat. Yeah, we're at, I mean, the warehouse I know is, is uh, popping and getting stuff in, trying to meet all our demand yeah 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 and a way the weather helps i think you know ease people into it a little like it kind of helps to have a little blip once in a while that kind of just gets lets us catch our breath a little exactly i know as a designer yeah i'm still having like that pit in my stomach like i i'm not not quite (laughs) caught up yet i'm not quite caught up yet uh and the phone keeps ringing so then when we get that little blip it's like okay two days of nobody calling because they're cold yeah no it's metal to metal once uh once the snow leaves the ground so right these little breaks are good yeah excellent excellent so one of the things we wanted to talk to you today Ernest, uh was the pond ecosystems ponds are an ecosystem we talked about that the last time we we had a chat so we were wondering a lot of people are coming into the garden center they're looking to open their ponds and get started um but what does that mean and how do we do it so i was wondering if if we could start by by talking a little bit more about that aquascape ecosystem and i know aquascape has that aquascape ecosystem pond approach yeah no it, it's uh it's what really launched us as a company um we like you know some of the taglines we use are you know working with 
with natural processes or working with Mother Nature, not against her, really just utilizing what is mm-hmm. existing mm-hmm. Uh, in natural processes. So um, we're trying to use as many beneficial bacteria. Uh, you know, bacteria sometimes have a negative connotation, but we're using the, the beneficial bacteria that, that negates ammonia and nitrites in natural waterways, um, you know, fish and, and uh, decaying matter emits ammonia and, and nitrites into the water, which are, are toxic for both of them if they're, if they remain. So there are, you know, for you the science behind it, but there's, you know, beneficial bacteria that goes in and, and breaks that down and leaves over uh, the nitrates that are beneficial for any of the plant material growing in the pond or in the, the stream. So when we can duplicate that or try to replicate that in a, in a pond, there's definitely uh, less maintenance for the homeowner to um, enjoy their, their water feature. So we like to, you know, we encourage folks to, we like to think a five-part recipe, I guess, to, to building these mm-hmm. ecosystem ponds. Right. Um, so you're definitely having good circulation okay. of the entire system. So kind of one end to the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we like to have the waterfalls, if not at least having movement of the water from one end to the other so that there's no stagnant areas. And that's accomplished with, you know, obviously the pump. And we like to use skimmers, which, you know, pulls the debris off the, the surface of the pond and, and draws all that water. So you get good circulation. Then there's um, filtration. Obviously, there's what I mentioned, that, that uh, area mm-hmm. of concentrated filtration of bacterial growth. Uh, we like to, we have it as our, if you look at our, yeah, it's a biofalls, aquascape, uh, biological filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doubles as the start of our waterfall and kind of a gravity fed, it feeds up through it, kind of creating a, a bog-like atmosphere as it runs through, creates that waterfall and either right into the pond or down a stream and then back into the pond and kind of skims across to the skimmer. So you get that filtration happening. That's the biological side. And the skimmer obviously um, works as a mechanical filtration or physical removal of any debris. So whether it's pollen and dust and sticks and leaves, anything that would get yeah. into the pond. Okay. And if yeah. left, it would create a sludgy mess. Sorry, I'm going on and on. No, so, that's okay. No, no, that's good. Okay. I, okay. <laughs> I'm only on step three. So, that's, uh, <laughs> so you get circulation, you get your filtration, um, and that leaves over really your fish, which are part of that ecosystem. Um, you know, the, uh, they obviously eat up the, you know, plants and they're obviously the jewel of the pond as well um, a lot of activity seeing them work but the ammonia they emit from their waste is what's required for that bacteria to, to grow in order to leave over the nitrates that are beneficial for the plants so you end up with this cool sort of circle of life happening within mm. the pond yeah of yeah. the you know the fish waste being eaten up by that bacteria leaving over the nitrates that the plants benefit from and the fish can utilize, and so anyway, yeah. Because I was th- wondering about all that winter, like the fact that the fish were there all winter, and yeah. all you know, all that bacteria, I guess, that would be then in the water when you turn it back on. You know, yeah. I-, I had no idea. Was it like you know, like a, a pool? We kind of drain it and then fill it back right. up and add chemicals to it. Yeah. You know, but yeah. obviously it's not. It's a pond. It's a living organism. So you're not treating it the same as a as a pool. As maybe. a pool. No, no. We'll do a, a spring cleanout usually. Um, and what folks will do is is if they you know if they kept their fish in, 
which I totally recommend. Fish mm-hmm. go dormant over the winter. They, um, yeah, enjoy the, the cold water. Typically, our ponds don't freeze solid. When you've dug them into the ground, the thermal energy of the earth actually heats up the bottom portion. And so then uh, just maintaining a hole in the ice with uh, whether it's, you know, one of our floating de-icers or an aerator or even just leaving the, the pump running okay. um, is possible. You really have to, I don't want to make a general statement because you really have to, you know, know what you're going to be doing with it. It somewhat yeah. needs to be babysat. So I wouldn't recommend, you know, going mm. away to Florida for a month or so. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, definitely. It can be, well, I guess we're only in May. Why am I talking winter? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the whole point is, we'll get there. Um, when spring comes, we're going to typically drain it down, um, and you can just do a clean-out. Just to, in an, again, when you think of a natural pond, waterfall, or stream, there is a spring flush. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the natural system kind of flushes itself out. Um, water levels go way higher, then they start to work their way down. It's just nature's way of, of cleaning itself up, and that's mm-hmm. what we're doing with a pond clean-out in the spring. Yeah. So we typically... We'll drain it down, remove the fish, take the water that they were in all winter, either put it into, you know, we've got specially made bins for it, or it can be a, you know, a kiddie pool or something oh, like that, okay. some sort okay. of container, mm-hmm. um, so that they're, you know, not being acclimatized to something different. Okay. Leave them okay. in the water they're used to. Power wash it, clean it off. Then we're going to, um, and when I say power wash, just a gentle power wash. You don't okay. really want to blast anything away. <laughs> Power washers can go crazy. And yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, them put holes in liners. Yeah, I was just going to say put a hole in the liner. So, <laughs> as you say, yeah. power wash is just a strong, good jet from your hose. Just Is that, that good enough? That would work as well. Yeah, okay. you're just dis- dislodging uh, some of that stuff that's just been sitting all winter. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then refilling it. And typically we're filling it with either, you know, well water or tap water. And in most of our cities, there's, you know, chlorine and chloramines and other things. So there's, um, we have a, a detoxifier, which okay. basically gets the, that pond, that water ready for pond life, so plants and fish. So immediately after filling it, I would add this pond detoxifier, and there's you know dosage rates on it. Um, but that allows you to then, um, oh, sorry, so a couple things. You drain it down. It's also a great opportunity once it is drained down because your plants have also been in there all winter in the, in the fall. Maybe for our fall show, we can talk about shutting down the pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you're cutting back your plants within, you know, a couple inches of the of the roots and allowing them to overwinter in the pond. Uh, the hardy marginals and hardy lilies. Um, any of the floating plants are, are treated as annuals, and so they um, typically won't won't come back. But um, any of those ones that that it's time to you know perhaps separate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get in there once you're doing your spring cleanout. It's a great opportunity to uh, sort of replant out your, your pond. So then refilling it, adding the pond detoxifier, the fish can be added back um, slowly. You want to acclimate them to this new fresh water that you're putting in. Okay. Kind of like an yeah. aquarium, that yeah. bag floating in yes. the tub. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Instead of the water have, into yeah. the tub they're in and then you know, getting it balanced out and then adding them back into their their home. So. Along with that, the pond detoxifier is beneficial because it actually has um, some valerian in it that'll actually soothe and calm the fish. Oh, really? And, 
yeah, we we take care of our fish. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so now we're now we we're like to get overstressed. Yeah, so now we're supplying herbs to the fish, <laughs> herbal treatments, herbal treatments, kind of uh, any chiropractic. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of massage and they go back in. No. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's a it's a fun time. I mean, it is probably the most work you'll do in the pond. Okay, uh, it's the opening. The <clears throat> yeah, and so there are there are landscape companies and, and pond contractors who will will do that as you know that's what they do in April and May mm-hmm. um, opening ponds and you know, it might be the only service they do uh, for their customers but it's definitely one that, that it's uh, you know it's worth the money because it's, it's it's good to um, to do that it's yeah you know, it's that first flush I was mentioning for and, sure and you want someone who, who knows what they're doing right Correct. you yeah. know so it's it's one of those things I think it's worth paying a little extra for someone who's experienced at for sure dealing for with sure. all of that right yeah for sure. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah. So that, I mean, as far as the ecosystem goes, you know, that's you're uh, establishing it, and then there's um, so that beneficial bacteria wants to be established as well. Uh, the drawback of having our closed system, if you will, like we're not benefiting from uh, swamps and and you know tree roots and all the things that a, a natural waterway would. Right. We have to implement those, and so there's. You know, I, won't, I don't want to go into too much of a product show, but there's um, <laughs> water treatments that'll allow you to sort of germinate those bacteria and get them started. Uh, we have, you know, pond starter bacteria that gets it going in the, in the spring and then okay, allows right. you to go through the season. Okay. No, and that's good because I just, from the garden side, garden center side of things, is we get a lot of people coming in, uh, you know, they need to know what you were just saying, but then they just see this array of treatments Sure. And they're thinking, yeah. well, what do I need any of this stuff for? So, you know, it's good that you kind of touch on, you know, starter bacteria. There's okay. a, that yeah. the cold season bacteria. Is that the same thing? Or the it's cold? not the same thing. Okay. Um, yeah, just when you start to, you know, get down to the nitty-gritty of the bacteria, um, you know, there's, there's heterotrophic bacteria, there's lithotrophic bacteria. And when we're looking for that optimal growth, uh, we really want – Early in the season, a lot of that lithotrophic bacteria okay. allow the beneficial bacteria to start to grow. So in our pond starter, it's heavy in the lithotrophic bacteria. Okay. Our cold water bacteria is actually really meant for our fall, getting the pond through the winter. Okay. So before it's freezing, but if the, you know after our beneficial bacteria is really thriving, okay. we've harvested bacteria from frigid waters. To allow it, so it actually kind of looks ahead to the spring. It makes the pond easier to start once you get going. So it's mm-hmm. kind of a it's an interesting cycle yeah, yeah. Um, of an optimal use of, of treatments. But you kind of want to have your you know, pond starter to help that bacteria get going in season. Mm-hmm. So hitting it now with the pond starter, as you know, it's good for these times when yeah, there's <laughs> snow falling from the sky, but. <laughs> um, but your pond is definitely open, and, yeah. you know, the sun's been hitting it for a little bit. I, I know my little feature in my backyard is developing a little bit of algae as it, uh, you know, the sun's hitting it, and I can't put my plants in yet. Mm, but okay. uh, so as that hits, you know, there's, first off, you want to get that bacteria started and going. Um, but you also want to cut back on the amount of sunlight hitting the pond. So some folks will actually tint the water. Okay. Um so one of the other products we have and is available is a, is a, is a pond tint, uh, blue or a natural color. Um, just then all it does is diffract some of the, that's not a word, sorry, 
anyway, block some of the sunlight <laughs> coming into the pond uh, just by tinting the water. So do some people do it black? Am I mistaken? There is. There's a black. There's a blue. There's a natural, kind of just a brownish tint. Um, yeah, it really comes to uh, kind of down to personal preference. I know some folks really like that that blue look as it runs through the pond, and some just wanted to tint it a little bit to um, cut down on the sunlight. Right. Nice. I thought I'd been told by someone I was on a garden tour, and they said they t- tinted it black so that um, the herons wouldn't see the fish. Sure. Mm-hmm. That, That's you know. definitely something. Yeah. Uh, tinting the water does uh, does help with with predator control. Okay. Um, obviously, they can't eat what they can't see. Can't <laughs> see. The only drawback is you can't see your fish either. <laughs> so it's kind of sad. That's true. That's a good point but, there. Uh, yeah. No, we've seen this actually. I mean, it, it is predator control is is one of the you know, maybe number two after algae control. Right. Or cutting back on you know pond debris and other things that are in the pond. Well, speaking um, of algae, we do have a question from Paul, and yeah. he's asking how to how does he get rid of excessive green algae in his pond? In the pond, there are a couple things uh, we can control it with. Uh, yeah, so there's many ways of of, of of combating it. Sometimes it's the result, like I mentioned, of uh, just you know really sunny days and no aquatic plants really rivaling for the, the nutrients that are available. Right. Um, so there's what we call um, rapid clear. It's a flocculant. It clumps the algae together. Just typically when it's creating that sort of green um, pea soupy look in the pond, the issue is that it's so fine that it's passing right through any filters that oh, are there. Okay, okay. And so the, allowing it to, to clump together uh, allows it to get caught. Oh, okay. uh, in a in a filter system. The so, other, what is that called? Uh, our product is called Rapid Clear. Okay, we hope that yeah, helps you, Paul. Kinda, we tried to name our products just <laughs> what it does. You know, it clears it quickly. Rapid yes, clear. yeah, um, pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, sure. That's good. Well, hopefully, that uh, is something that Paul can look into for sure. Yeah, and then yeah. Uh, UV lights also help to, to help control that. Um, yeah. And when, when it so warms up and we're able to put some plants, would that is that going to help as well? It definitely will help. Okay. Um, plants obviously create some shade for the pond, and they also, you know, we like to recommend, you know, at least four types of plants in the pond. You have your deep water plants, whether it's uh, lilies or tall grasses, that can uh, create shade, but also utilize the nutrients at the bottom of the pond. Um, marginal plants, which grow... You know, anywhere from 8 to 12 inches down into the pond, there are oxygenating plants, which get planted right in into the pond, kind of grow below the surface. And then there are floating plants, um, like water hyacinths or water oh, lettuce. Okay. And their root systems, they just float around, and I like to refer to them as our nutrient vacuums. They almost just uh, suck up those nutrients as they float around the, the surface of the pond. So they can, can be controlled, either with, you know, kind of, create sort of hula hoop type ideas or fishing lines so they don't you know, clog up uh, the filters and stuff like that. But those are beneficial ways of controlling algae and just using up the nutrients that are, because algae is just a plant and it's right. growing because there's nutrients available for yeah. it to grow. Yeah, right. absolutely. So they starve the algae yeah. with sun and food. They can't grow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. there's more to learn about plants, but we're going to pause for a commercial break. 
Welcome back, everyone. To uh, Welcome back to our guest, Ernest Williams with Aquascape. We are back talking about ponds and the little micro, or not micro, little ecosystems <laughs> that they are as we're starting to open them up and, uh, and find best practices, right, yeah, on, on, uh, on how to do that. Um, so we talked a little, we touched a bit about fish and a bit about plants. So I just wanted to go back about fish, Ernest. And right. does, does a pond have to have a fish, have fish? Uh, no, no okay. they don't have to have fish. Um, they are definitely part of that cycle though. So mm-hmm. it, it, it almost makes it easier really okay. when you do have fish. Mm. Um, but no, there's definitely uh, a lot of folks who have avoided or don't have fish. Sometimes it's because of the, the predators that are in the area. Mm-hmm. So there's, um, there's a lot of concern around, you know, what we can do with, with predators. Uh, some of them are just, you know, atrocious really and mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> mean-spirited it seems like. Um, but um, Poor some you can no. deter. <laughs> What's that? It's, we're picking on the raccoons, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? To be honest, it's actually easier to make a pond uh, raccoon safe uh, than it is some of the other predators. Oh. Mink are especially difficult to deal oh, with. Oh, wouldn't have thought of that. Um, but raccoons typically don't swim into a pond. Okay. So when we're building it, um, I recommend, you know, have larger boulders. I've heard the picture on the radio again, but um, boulders on the inside of the pond that go above your ground level. So then your first shelf is within you know, maybe eight or 10 inches in. That requires the raccoon to actually go into the pond, and okay. we find typically they don't do that. They don't like getting wet. Mm, um, well, they'll that's good to scoop. know. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But uh, they don't seem to have that issue. So Okay. And is there an um, optimal number of fish? You know, so you don't have to have them, but it's better to have them. But is one enough? Yeah. Or should you have, or if you have two, then yeah. you're going to have a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think the issue is, is balance, mm. um, even with plants. Um, so too many fish, um, just throws off the balance of your pond and it's difficult to maintain. So a nice, comfortable rule of thumb. Um, again, I know, even as I say it, I know there's going to be, <laughs> but, um, I like to take, uh, the square footage of the pond. So length, you know, times the width. Um, so for every square foot of pond area, I like to have about an inch of fish. Wow. You like math, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) If I have an 8 by 10 pond that's, you know, 80 square feet, I'd like to have 80 inches of fish. 80 inches of fish. (laughs) (laughs) I like to say, you know, 8 10-inch fish, you know, 3 15-inch fish, or 1 80-inch fish. So when kids in school go, why do I need to learn that math? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Someday you're going to need to know the math so that you know how many fish can go in your pond. (laughs) I have a question. If you think about it, because, you know, we tried to fish in our little pond and I killed them. Yes. But... Did when you th- kill them or did somebody I, got them? No, I, I killed them, I think. I think some fertilizer from the lawn got in there oh, at one time okay. from a spreader by accident. Yeah. Okay. Um, but hold on. So, so yeah. So with Ernest, I, yeah. I'm, in, I'm intrigued by who comes up with the math for that. <laughs> because if I was to, I have a smaller um, pond. Mine's yeah. only like, uh, I think it's five by three, something like that, right? So, okay. So, uh how do I, so you said you just the, you take the uh, the, the length yeah, and the width so five by three that's fifteen square feet so and then one inch per so it's fifteen inches of fish yeah 
What about so, one big carp? <laughs> I mean, then that'd be carp. too much fish. <laughs> so, so yeah, I a could, little too much fish. Yeah. yeah. So up to you're saying so up to 15 inches of fish total, right? You're saying that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the fish will grow. They'll grow to their, you know, their size. Now, how how deep is the pond? Just curious. Uh, it's about I'd say uh, two feet, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So you imagine? I guess kind of if you picture as. as Chuckling myself as you ask, you know, how do we come up with these numbers? You know, we ask some of the best fish out there. You know, <laughs> what works. But uh, it's just it's crowding, really. Um, the yeah. available resources for the fish um, and space for them to to, have, to live in comfortably. <laughs> uh, okay. But fish um, do grow in their environment, as you say. So let's say at fifteen. Yeah. Let's say I got uh, three fish at uh, five inches. They're yeah. going to grow bigger though, too, right? Then, That's right. So wouldn't yeah. that uh, mess up the math then? Well, then, no. Then I so need a bigger that, pond. That doesn't change. The okay. 15 inches is still what you want. Yeah. So one of those three is going to you know, have to find a new home. <laughs> exactly. Oh, okay. So okay. now you're fish farming. And one, other, okay. one other question. So in this particular area of southern Ontario, the GTA, yeah. what fish do you recommend out of the, of the few species that people get for their pond? What would you recommend in this particular climate? This climate? Oh, I mean, any... So typically it's goldfish, um, you know, shabunkin, comets, um, but koi also do well, in, in, um, and they're basically a carp, uh, but they will grow to their to their environment. Um, sometimes it comes down to budget. Um, fish, you know, that it's almost a, it's its own little realm. Mm-hmm. As I'm learning, we create uh, water gardens and, and sell the products for these water gardens. Kind of a nice blend of of, uh, you know, the gardening side of the water gardening, fish, the beauty of the, you know, the aesthetics, waterfalls, that kind of thing. Um, so you have this nice blend. But there are, you know, sort of koi-specific ponds um, along with, you know, plant-specific ponds too. So if I'm growing, you know, a high-priced, you know, koi, and um, you can be very specific, it's it, you know, um, not too far off from, you know, almost horse trading, really, when it comes mm-hmm. down to um, you know, what they're looking for, what, what folks are looking for as far as color and the blend and, oh, okay. and where the markings are and what yeah. the markings represent and, and the, the shape of the fish, other things like that. Um, <laughs> wow. If in a five-by-three uh, pond, if I'm kind of creating that water garden, I might just have, you know, one of those perhaps, mm-hmm. you know, and but then, you know, then I feel bad because only one fish. You know, it's kind of lonely. Yeah, yeah. and, and if you do yeah. take care of your fish properly, what's yeah. the lifespan for those type of fish? They can um, they can outlive most humans, actually, yeah. yeah. Whoa, so, really? Yeah. 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 They can be pretty long-lived, um, yeah. Wow, yeah. Inter- so that's very some interesting. Some of the koi are, yeah, I mean, you go to, you know, places like Japan or, um, uh, yeah, the Orient, you'll see some, you know, 80-year-old, 75-year-old fish. fish. Wow. Wow. It's good to know that um, goldfish will do fine too, though. You know, it's not as, especially if you're just trying it out, right? That's not as much of a commitment. Not that, you know, losing goldfish is better than losing a koi. No, but it's easier, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I guess. You don't feel as bad, per se, right? Yeah, for sure. Just because of the cost involved, I would assume, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. uh, That's where the the range of it is is, is vast as far. It's hard to give an answer on what what works best. I don't want to focus that. Are super happy with the, the goldfish they grow. You know. Yeah, Matt, do you sell fish? We the, we do shop? not at this location, but our bigger locations actually do sell fish. Yeah, okay, yeah. a yeah. few different varieties. 
But Matt, can you yes, help you get it if you want to get the pot, pond yeah, up I'm and running? Yeah, I'm thinking about maybe doing fish this year. Because you, you didn't do it last year, right? No, but do, Ernest okay. gave me so much information about this, right? And, yep. and actually, the fish that we had lasted two or three years, and then one year I think we screwed up Yeah. and uh, they died. I think that's what happened. I'm not 100% sure. So you had it right. but Yeah. <laughs> There are a lot of different, like if sometimes when folks have a small, small pond like that, you know, they've just maybe bought some pond liner or they have a small preformed and they have a pump and, you know, you're not really filtering the water with that. So having right. a small filter of some sort, it's similar to an aquarium. You know, you wouldn't really just be moving the water. Um, you, you really do the fish, fish benefit from it, the plants benefit from it. Um, there are a lot of you know, different ways. We have a little filter urns. Uh, which are good for, you know, ponds up to 500 gallons and just the way you pump the water to it, it kind of creates, looks like a a broken vase kind of thing and it's leaning off and it's tipping into the pond, but it's actually a filter system as well. So there's a lot of ways to add filtration to a pond um, because everything benefits from it once you've added filtration. Great, thank you. That's great. Welcome. I, f- I forgot about your mm. pond, Gary. That's great. Yeah, sh- I haven't That's cleaned great. it yet. Yeah, okay. Well, no, it's still early, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's still cold outside. I haven't. Yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. Gary, I, I'll tell you a secret. I haven't uh, cleaned up my garden yet either. I actually yeah. have neighbors <laughs> asking me when I'm going to deadhead my hydrangeas. Really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, when I have a free moment and it's not like freezing right. and, or raining out, right, I'll, right. I'll get out there. I'll get right on it. So, yes, no apologizing <laughs> necessary. Those of us Let in the. Know, in- you have no problem with them going to do it for you either. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah. Because I want my my lovely keener neighbor. She's out there, yeah, like crazy. So, uh, so yeah, I should have I should have invited her over to <laughs> to do that garden party. <laughs> That's right. Clean That's yeah. right. Uh, so, where, what do we want to talk about next, Matt? Uh, what do we want? I I like that we touched on that very good point because a, a lot of people in the garden centers come into you know pumps aren't filters there is a it's a whole other thing okay and Mm -hmm. and they wonder why their their things fail um sure because do people not want think they do they just don't think they need a filter yeah yeah they just they just think the the water is moving you know i've got maybe a couple you know water hyacinth floating around okay and they think that's enough it's pretty all as well and then it crashes and goes green and they're like what's going on right and they lose it similar to you know the argument about sorry sorry to drop no, no, don't yeah, go, go jump ahead. in there. Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, I was thinking with regards to, you know, the number of fish in a pond, uh, sometimes I'll have, you know, folks say, well, it was fine last year or the year before, and all of a sudden everything, you know, my fish started, you know, dying. I had 18 fish in my little 5 by 3 pond, you know. <laughs> it can work for a little while, um, but that's with anything, you know, balance is everything, and mm-hmm. eventually it starts to crash and, and lose. Uh, similar to, um, you know, sometimes folks will... You know, whether it's because of cost, they'll cut the filtration side of things. They just want to get things moving. And, yeah. hey, it worked last year, and it was fine. But as things start to establish and they get uh, built up and nothing's really being filtered, nothing's um, being cleaned properly, eventually it, you're kind of uh, negating it. It's you know, like anything else. You know, yeah. I don't really have to clean my house and, you know, eventually. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it eventually catches <laughs> up to you. So that makes sense. Yeah, you know, you, you might be able to buy a year or two. Like you said, right. people say, oh, it's been, been fun for a couple of years and I didn't do anything different. And yeah. and it, it's just, well, you were lucky for a couple of years, right? And, exactly, and your yeah. luck's just run that out. That's the rule. Yeah. That's right. And I would think the growing, so if they've had 18 fish and, you know, when those fish were little, it worked great. But now that those fish yeah. are bigger... 
That's mm-hmm. it. That is it. Even though they're saying I still have 18 fish, you know, they're 18 yeah. bigger fish. Right. That's right. You yeah. know, so it, it really is a moving, almost more complicated than the garden. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of <laughs> water. Uh, it can be. Yeah. So usually I just say, hey, build a bigger pond. There you go. Thank there you go, Gary. There we go. <laughs> right. Yeah. We're going to be live right on, on location this That's summer right. in Gary's backyard. There we go. Ernest, we have a live show now in Gary's hey, backyard. We'll be there. <laughs> there we go. You might actually get the get us to do the video camera then gary man <laughs> uh, but i i think this topic like i know a lot of your listeners it's it's really interesting because who would think you know we go to the box stores and we buy the preform or whatever and you just cut, put the hole in the ground throw the thing in there throw some rocks around it you know a yeah. pump as you say without filtration mm-hmm. and you think you got it you know and there's so much information that people really don't know about this stuff right, right? that's yeah. absolutely right and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Ernest, you should write a book, and that's not a joke. If you haven't, you should really think about that. There, to be honest, there there are there are a lot of books out there. Um, it's it's the industry is old, um, and it's just gaining notoriety. Like I like mm-hmm. I mentioned last time, you know, everybody wants a pond, they just don't know it yet. And yeah, they they realize they can have it, and you start doing some research, and wow, there's you know, I mean, there's whatever Facebook groups that are yeah specific to it, but there's yeah. Pinterest uh, too. I would think Pinterest has given people lots of ideas. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, we, it's one of the things I tell you know my customers who again who are you know the retailers and, and landscapers is definitely get get yourself out on Pinterest. Get yourself out on you know there's uh, anyway yeah uh, plethora lots. of social media <laughs> sites. Um, but just letting folks because they're, they're people are doing the research and they're mm-hmm. looking for uh, what's available, what they can do. Yeah, but um, it helps to talk to you. Also, because you're front, I mean, I mean, you're, you know, this is your job, right? It's not that, right. that, but you, this is you, you're, it's important for you to know the answers. And no matter what we throw you, you seem to know the answers. So it's yeah. great information. <laughs> so I can see why great Gary, book. Gary sees the value in your expertise yeah, in well, a book. That's, that's a true professional, sure. right? Yeah, yep. yeah, for sure. Even though cool. they're breaking out the math, that just makes my head go like, ah. I'm still, <laughs> I still got my calculator out trying yeah, to figure that out. Yeah, I know. How many inches of fish? I, I know, be- we're like, totally. Yeah, I, I can't yeah. believe that. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, <laughs> no, that's cool. I appreciate that. But it, it is, um, it's, uh, what was I going to say, the um, the expertise that is required. So Matt and, you know, and his team there and a lot of my other retailers, you know, the time that you can take on selling to people isn't always available at some of the other uh, larger box stores and, and, uh, and the, yeah, the expertise that's needed. So, you know, as, as our company, we see the benefit of, of training folks mm. like, like Matt so that they can answer those questions when their customers come in uh, because it's the only way that things really get sold properly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, um, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, you know puns done, you know, poorly or, or incorrectly, um, and that just leads to frustration and, and not an enjoyment of a, of a beautiful hobby, really. So mm-hmm. if it can be done well. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a lot of the great programs at Aquascape, and you guys have a, a great uh, website, and just yeah. you guys are a wealth of knowledge. Um, so just before uh, we go, I think we're going to take our last commercial break before we uh, head into the last segment of the show. Uh, Ty Williams writes in, wow, what a great show. So much information and free. Thank you so much, uh, and thank you again, Ernest. Thank you uh, for listening to Down the Garden Path. Uh, I'm Matthew Dressing here with Joanne Shaw. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to Down the Garden Path on Reality Radio 101. Thank you for listening. We are here with Ernest Williams from Aquascape, and he is talking everything about ponds and getting everything ready. You do have a few more minutes if you want to quickly uh, send us in a uh, question. And I believe it was... You're going to have to correct me on this one. What? Reality Radio 101. Oh, no, it's Gmail. not. It's in studio 101. In studio. So, no, you got that. I'll in studio it, 101 <laughs> at gmail.com. Now, I have a question. You have a question. That's I was right. Just say. So, Ernest, so I have a question. I have a client right now who um, they want, they have a lovely uh, pond and waterfall, and she can see, she loves that she can see her waterfall from her deck, but her husband no longer wants to maintain the pond. So she's asked if we can make it pondless and so that she can have the water still, she could still see the waterfall, but that there's no uh, standing water or no water in the pond. Nope. Did we lose her? Oh, no, there you are. Okay, totally. He's there. there. Sorry about that. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. Did you forget to unpause him? No. I did. (laughs) Okay. I know. I'm sorry. So uh, now, because the existing material and equipment works, so, but do they have to kind of switch to a different type of pump? Um, Again, it would be, you know, the bottom line answer is yes, you can totally make it work. Um, And depending on, Sometimes the pump is sized based on the size of the pond. If it's right. too big, um, you can always scale back. Now, typically, um, it, yeah, it, hmm. the only <laughs> thing different would be, so I mentioned about the skimmer that would be in a pond, okay. which is where the pump sits. In a pondless, we just have a kind of a, a vault, almost like a wet well, if you will, that, that sits at the bottom of the basin. So instead of having that open body of water, we're going to have a, we call it our, our pondless basin. Okay. And in it, we fit these um, product called aqua blocks or matrix boxes, and they provide sort of void space down below. So you've got lots of water um, moving in a kind of retention basin that you're using to power your stream and falls. So then it disappears. And on top of that basin, we put gravel or okay. river rock or even just large boulders. Uh, it supports the weight of pretty much anything we can put on it. Um, they will, the only thing you'd have to figure is um, the waterfall and stream, just how much water is in that area. Okay. And so, hey, get your calculators out. But basically, it's <laughs> the, the length of that stream. Uh, multiplied by the width of it, and then the depth of it. And typically, there's about a quarter of a foot or three inches or so at the most that would be in that stream. Okay. So that allows you to figure the volume of it, because then I can figure how many gallons are in the stream. So I multiply that number. Are we doing more math? He is. Is that what's going on? I know. (laughs) I asked the question, though. (laughs) (laughs) But basically, that tells me how much water is in the stream. Okay. Basically, how much water would be in motion. So then the basin, I want to account for all of that twice. Okay. Because I want to be able to draw from it as well as have enough in the stream. For the continuation, yes. Okay. Yeah. So if it ends up being, you know, I don't know how big your customer's pond is or how big the stream and waterfall is, but if it's five feet long, maybe 18 inches, you know, for the stream and falls, um, three inches deep, you're looking maybe about 20, 25 gallons. 
So I'd want to have a basin that would hold at least 50 gallons. Okay. So, yeah, and then it would I be just bigger than of, that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, again, a consultation, just do the math. Yeah. We can figure that out. And then we would basically just, because uh, you obviously don't need the whole area that the pond gave you. Right. We just need a smaller basin, um, whether it's, you know, four by six or depending on whatever size it is, we'd put that vault in there. Okay. And then the aqua blocks in front of it and bury it basically and allow it to, to function as just a disappearing waterfall and stream, what we call our pondless waterfall. Okay. So the, the existing uh, pump would be fine? Same pump would yeah. probably be fine. I mean, I'll okay. to make a generalization, but yeah, it ends sure. up being, you know, much bigger for, you know, if it's a, Anyway, Grande Bio Falls or something, and it's yeah. only a three-foot stream, and maybe I don't need that much. Right, but, right, um, right. Okay. Or if they want to see more coming up, maybe they had a smaller, uh, just a trickle, and they want more now, more of a, a larger stream and falls, then you can upsize the pump as okay. well. So. All right. Just yeah. Good to know. Well, thank you. I, I now know that I need to have my contractor call you for the math on the <laughs> on the water. But uh, but yeah, so that's good to know that it can it can be done and and that yeah. she can still and you know it's a kind of a compromise right between husband and wife. They you know Perfect. she still kind of yeah. gets her 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 waterfall and he doesn't have to to uh, get out there and do it anymore. So uh, so yeah, yeah, so that's no. great. Pondless waterfalls are, are definitely less maintenance. I'll, I'll, I never say anything is no maintenance, right. but there's definitely less maintenance in the pond. Okay, excellent, excellent. And we wanted to close off. I know the hour went flew by once again, wow. and we're looking forward to having you back again already. <laughs> All right. Um, sure. But um, we also want to highlight, just like you said, um, the experience, your contractors, your the training that you do for both the contractors from the garden centers, how important it is for homeowners to know that there, there really is value in hiring um, qualified people. Absolutely. Um, we get calls, you know, regularly from folks that are, are looking for pond contractors. And sometimes it's just folks that have, you know, we're going to take the plunge. We're curious about what's out there. But often it's it's folks that either had somebody else try it. Um, sometimes just a you know, well-meaning uh, landscaper or even just a friend of the family who wanted to, you know, give it a try and charge the money for it and Unfortunately, they may not have got what they what they anticipated or what they wanted. So, um, when you can do research on a on a company, just find out what you know. Maybe how many years they've been doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they'll be upfront because not everybody has been doing it for ten years. Some yeah, are just yeah. starting. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, they're you know taking some. We offer some training, some courses, um, as far as that goes. So if they can let you know that they're um, yeah they're in the process of of devoting some time to um, establishing themselves as a professional, that goes a long way, too. Um, But definitely, yeah, find out their work. uh, Call some of their references. um, Look for, you know, I'll say it, our our CAC logo, the Certified Aquascape Contractor. Okay. Um, These are folks that have taken the time. Um, There's a fair bit that we've put into that program to Mm -hmm. um, uh, encourage their own kind of personal growth or professional growth uh, from some training, from, you know, seminars and, and uh, you know, events where they're networking with others that have been in the industry for a long time. So they're learning tips and tricks on on how best to, you know, um, make, what's our other tagline? Oh, your paradise, our passion. You know, oh, kind of okay. Thing, when they can really take, yeah. um, 
what that homeowner is looking for. Because not everybody has the same desire. Maybe they're building it for a loved one or for, um, you know, a child or, yeah. you know, um, or just a couple that wants to enjoy the sound of water. So really getting into that mindset. So anyway, consultations are a big part, yeah. allowing that contractor into your into your home so that they can get a sense of, of what you're looking for and, and really see how the two of you can, because it's a partnership really mm-hmm. when you're, when you're hiring a contractor. Yeah, for sure. Um, and all on yeah. all areas of your, your, your yard, for sure. Sure. Well, thank you, Ernest. Thank you very much. Uh, very again, welcome. we learned lots, didn't we, Gary? And Matt. <laughs> I learned a lot of math. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I hope I didn't overwhelm. No, it's, it's no. It's a really fun hobby. Oh, I yeah. need an aspirin. Yeah, no, no. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. Well, it's nice to know that there, that is some logic, right? You guys aren't just yeah. making it up yeah. to sell to sell product, But who right? figures that Perfect. out? I, you know, I, I mean, could you imagine that? No. <laughs> yeah. No, my hat goes off to, I mean, our product team and a lot of folks yes. that, have, that have been in the industry for, you know, well over 30 years, 40 years, really. Yeah. So we want to leave everyone with the fact that your pond is a little ecosystem and how important it is, right, Matt? You got it. Yeah, you, you know, play to that ecosystem and use a system that's already there. Yeah, and absolutely. There's lots of great people and products out there to help you, you know, build that paradise. So, thank you, Ernest, so much for coming back on the show. Um, no, it was you're fantastic. very welcome. No, I look forward to doing I've, it again. I just, yeah. Well, I've got like three more ideas for you <laughs> there between you go. before now and Christmas, so I'm sure we'll be talking. Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you again, Ernest. We'll talk you're soon. You're very welcome. Have okay. a good night. You too. Stay warm in Ottawa. I will. Okay. Seems nicer tomorrow. So okay, good. <laughs> good. Well, there you have it, everyone. So that was really informative once again. That was great. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so thank you for everyone for listening and those that wrote in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, and uh, definitely, I mean, even when we're not here, you can still email us or uh, you've got my contact information. So check out my website at downtoearth.ca. Um, past episodes are there. I'm almost caught up and loading those up on the sh- on the <laughs> site. Um, and uh, so, yes, yeah, so you can take a look at uh, two years worth of shows if you're new to our show. Thank you for listening, and uh, we're looking forward to bringing you more great information as gardening season gets underway. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks, Joanne. Have a great week. Yes, you too. Thank you for joining us on Down the Garden Path.